There's a voice keeps on calling me down the road. That's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just oh, turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe, Maybe tomorrow, tomorrow I'll try and settle down. It's not in my key. I can't do it. Welcome to the Russell Brand <laughs> and Matt Morgan show. Wasn't a sitcom, doesn't count. Matt's not cooperating with a simple item where we sing the Littlest Hobo theme tune. He's got to keep moving on. He's like the Hulk before him. He's one of. He's a peripatetic... I knew that I was dead when you tried to actually sing very well on it. Piss off! <laughs> shit off! <laughs> F the bed! <laughs> Glad you didn't slip into your Beatles voice. Wait a second. Because now here comes the Beatles voice, if not a Beatles track, because we won't be able to afford it. When I'm singing in my little whiny voice, <laughs> the world the raindrops on Actually, I was ahead of my time because now every advert on the telly is sung in that voice, isn't it? No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, they do, they do. Matt, come on. No, they Every do indie, They do soft indie versions and of songs. And how does the voice sound? They like do my not soft voice. sing like a creepy, tiny little vampire <laughs> hovering around <laughs> his lonely palace. <laughs> that is not the version. Yes, it is. And actually, I'm not that. If you're wondering what we're talking about, Google... Go on YouTube, because it yep. must be on Get there. Get on then, right now. Russell singing When I'm 64 by the Beatles. Because we can't sing it, because we simply can't afford it. But what we, I Backed can do the tub of voice. John Lennon spinning in a grave. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he care? Was he involved? That's a Paul McCartney song. He's spinning in the planet, like the rest of us. Yeah. Rotating around the world, and this is Russell and Matt at audioboom.com. If you want to talk to us in the form of an email, I've thrown the address away, Matt. Can you see it anywhere? It's probably on the ground somewhere. Um, Russell and Matt Audioboom. Sounds like right, that. doesn't That'll it? Do. Send us an email to the... There because some people have done that already and they're going to have this experience, the experience of me reading out an email. Imagine that. What a joy. Then later in the show, Mr. G has summarised all this. I was thinking of people we could ring. We could try and ring Noel Gallagher. I could try and ring Paloma Faith. I could try and ring anyone. Why are you dropping her into the mix? Why not? You're what do you mean? Do you, think I'm trying to, do you think I'm trying it on? What about Tiny Temper? Think I'm trying it on with Tiny <laughs> Temper? Of course I'm not. You're appearing to seem like you're trying to be down with the kids. I'm down with them. I'm down with the kids. If it's Tiny Temper. You, you think I can't get Tiny? <laughs> He's going for his phone. I can get temper. I can get him. Hello, tiny temper. Is that you, son? Right, okay. But first, an email, as promised, by Davy of York. Thrilled to discover there's someone else who feels the same as I do about mismatched scaling and lack of articulation in kids' toys. We were talking about that on our last show, or last but one. My Ghostbusters figures had to sit in Ecto-1, their vehicle, with their legs stretched out rigid because they wouldn't bend at the knees. Ridiculous. Yeah, that, I used to hate that. Mm. It was absolute disgrace. Can you imagine sitting in a car with your legs out straight? How stupid What's you'd the look? point? If there's an accident, your knees will buckle and snap. Oh, Awful business. And Batman and Robin, that I had as a boy, permanently sedentary. Permanently sedentary. Couldn't stretch them out right. They were only tiny little guys, the seated position. And He-Man toys had hard bodies and rubbery little heads. Um, also, they you had... swap the heads. They had rubbery ligament. You could, if you pulled oh, yeah. their limbs long, there was that black rubber ligament within. Just an elastic band inside. What was He-Man made of? Lies, it turned out. It turned out that actually it was a careful... Do you know that was a clever market? And they just released those toys in the cartoon at the same time. It was, they ripped well, they, us no, off. Yeah, they did the, didn't they do the cartoon just to sell the toys? They did exactly that, man. And then they started adding uh, He-Man and She-Ra ended with a sort of, hey, you know, like sort of like, don't Try bully people. Give us like a, a message. Little, yeah. If you're worried about racism, don't be. Buy 
Dennis Ty. Yeah. It was a trick. The whole thing was a trick. Might not have been in this episode, but if Matt needs help with his Lego construction, says Wicked Wood, he can have it. And then there's ways of building Lego tables, Matt, mm. that I can only assume are better than yours because these ones look proper, oh, yeah, whereas no, yours was by a stained picture. carpet. I don't want to like claim that I built it. I painted. I bought a table on eBay, oh. second hand, oh. and I painted it up. I Matthew, glued Lego boards week, to it. I don't want think I'm carpenter. Week in, week out, you've been saying, I'm building a Lego table. I'm possibly the new Jesus. Things like that. And then it comes to the crunch... You've, all you've done is sloshed some paint on a Lego table. And glue. No, look, I'm going, to share, I'm going to share a picture of it and people will go, oh, yeah. Well, so you've got to have to go into another medium to justify your actions. You yes. can't do this with audio medium. Well, no, Lego... Like, well, I mean, imagine I was building an actual table from wood. Mm -hmm. Take me forever. Who builds I stuff I admire anyway? the builders of the world, the carpenters, the plumbers. I admire them all because we, people who do this for a living, what is it? It's fuck all. Yeah. That's my views. <laughs> Chris, currently sitting in my local council offices, drawing stairs as I laugh uncontrollably with the audio clip of a very important man farting in episode six of the ARC documentary. The situation I'm in is making it even funnier and tears of laughter are beginning to run down my face, which is only making the general public even more uncomfortable. So, yeah, thanks for that, says Chris with a K. Talking about... Um, when we watched, uh, we talked about the documentary by Molly Deneen, The Ark, about a zoo. It was made in the early 90s, looked like it was made in the 70s, had a very good character in it, a manager at a zoo who spoke of his own daughter, Serafina, as a potential world-changing kid, and his son as a lacklustre middle management type. So he wasn't the one who farted, though? No, that was a different character, actually, mm. altogether that farted, and so that's what Matt, Matt was drawn to, but I, of course, that's all looked I for subtext. That's what Matt, Matt learned. I learned a hell of a lot about uh, socioeconomics, uh, the zoology, a lot. Well, anyway, this Serafina girl that he was talking about has been like, I wanted to know if this guy who talked about his daughter, because he was, what, how this character became important was because he was talking about running the zoo in such brutal terms, didn't care about the relationship between the keepers and the animals. All he cared about was making things efficient. And the, the documentary I think maker, he spoke like that, didn't he? he was a bit uh, more. Was, take, take an animal. Pull its legs off. It was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like it was Chris brutal. Yeah, yeah. Like we thought he had inspired that Chris Morris character in an episode of Brass I once. But well, but the do documentary maker was so struck by his coldness towards his staff. She said, "Do is that how you deal with your children?" He went, "Yes, certainly." Well, Serafina is coming on. You do his voice. You're better at him. Well, Serafina, my daughter. She. Mm. Well, he goes, my son. He won't come to anything. He'll just be a middle manager. But my daughter Serafina was selling pine cones to visitors. She made forty three. pounds. Yeah. yeah, so he's pr proud of his entrepreneurial but we kid. We found Serafina. She's been tracked down by Tom. I know the Serafina you speak of. She goes out of my mate Gav. He tells of her father being every bit as draconian as you alluded to. Even though everyone calls my mate Gav Gav, his name is Chris Gavin. Her old man refuses always calling him Christopher. <laughs> what does it say on your birth certificate? It says Christopher. Well, so I'll call you Christopher. Christopher, stop entering into this silly game. <laughs> you might. I find it fun, Christopher, to live a double life, but when you're with my daughter, Seraphina, I imagine you stimulate to orgasm on occasion. I will be calling you the name of the Lord. Well, my friend, I was talking to this girl that he liked. He went up behind her in all seriousness because she told me this later and whispered in her ear, don't play his little games. <laughs> <laughs> don't play his silly little games. I loved that, though. He wasn't joking. <laughs> Don't play his little games. Don't play his little games. He thought the situation was loaded with espionage. <laughs> so funny. It's... I don't speak to him anymore. No, of course. What little games were you playing? I was just talking to a girl that he liked, right? 
And I didn't even notice. But that it's a little game. On. It wasn't a little. Oh, look who's talking! The amount of women you've nicked off. Off me. of how many in total? <laughs> and which one do you mean? Was, do I need to apologise for this? No, you don't. There was one in a cab, no, there was wasn't there? there was one or two. I don't know. Twelve. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about that. I shouldn't have done that. No, you didn't do anything wrong. Don't worry. I was on drugs, was I? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. That was sexist and wrong of me. No, it was... It Greedy. Was, I'm only joking. You actually, you know... I probably saved you from yourself, did no, I? Yeah, I? I'll go to it. You d- did me a huge kindness there. <laughs> <laughs> I did you a kindness, Matthew. No, I was thinking only of you. If you say to Russell, like, God, I fancy that girl. He goes, do you? Maybe I will too then. Fancy girl, you say? Yes. So well, hold on a minute. Then I, I'd be. Well, you. I actually love her now. <laughs> so it's best just not to say it. Don't say it. Just keep quiet. Does everyone notice this? Is this yeah. another one of my problems? <laughs> She's saying yes. Standard trade rule now. Don't mention it to him. Because I'm like actually go the other way and go. She's ugly. Get some form, little face. What a monster! Hit her with a badminton racket. <laughs> Driver from the property, I say. <laughs> so, oh dear, that's a problem. I'll be, it'll be best off when I'm married and settled, won't it? Yes. Come on, let's get me day. married and settled. For God's sake, stop all this nonsense. I was hoping to marry Serafinia, but she's with this guy Gav now. He also always grills him, the dad, the the draconian dad mentioned in Tom's email about the, where Serafina's wound up. He also grills him about his career in recruitment, asking how many candidates he's placed this week, etc. Really? How many candidates have you placed this week, now, Christopher? What's he doing dad? He's not running the zoo. I'd like to talk to him. I'd love to. I'd like to know him. Moreover, her little unnamed brother is now a CEO and Serafinia, don't read this bit out, works in boots. <laughs> <laughs> Something wrong with working in boots. Don't wrong with that. Matt's mum was an Avon lady. My mum sold clothes at clothes pies. We're not laughing at My people. My mum's not an Avon lady now. She's still an Avon lady. So there's no point in laughing about <laughs> Sue Morgan. Ding dong. <laughs> because what we're saying is, but it's funny so that he's a CEO. Went... Oh, get out. Amazing! He turned it round, the lad. We've got to meet that. We want the. You know, you were saying you want to give your life over to make someone else. Yes. Like, let them make your decision. Yes. Who? Give them to the dad. That dad. You're in charge of me oh, now. That's I'm nonsense. S- you'll get up at nine o'clock. <laughs> you'll go and open your cafe. It'll be Ooh, really good for you. I don't like it. Why? Because I'm being bossed around, and I like to get up when I choose. No, he's just telling you, like you tell him what you want to do, and then he orders he your time. It. So he's yeah. just the voice of my conscience. He's like a moody. Bolshy, bossy Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. He's a clipped Jiminy Cricket. That's He's Jiminy it. Clip It. Yeah. Give All him right. six months and see if your career is ruined you're in prison. <laughs> and then you know that it didn't work. Do you think we should be doing more social experiments like this, Matt? Handing our lives over to perfect strangers to run on our behalf to see what will happen? I think you should. I could give it a try, couldn't I? It couldn't hurt. It's could one it? of those things that might work. You could write a book about it. I handed my life over to a man that I once <laughs> saw in a documentary. Russell, that's, and that's published on the Brixton Prisons Printing Press. <laughs> yeah, OK, well, we could try it. And I've got a new game I'd like to try out, Matt. Famous people. You think they're famous, don't you? Well, they are they, though? Because imagine this. A friend of mine told me that Orlando Bloom turned up at her door. And I said, I d- I've seen Orlando Bloom once in the flesh. A yoga lesson in America. And I don't know that if Orlando Bloom came to my door, I'd go, bloody hell, that's Orlando Bloom. Because me, how I recognise Orlando Bloom is he's got that long blonde hair when he's Legolas out of yeah, Lord yeah. of the Rings. So if he just turns up as normal Orlando Bloom, I don't reckon I'd recognise him. Then I start thinking about it. How famous is anyone really when it comes to the crunch? Like, what famous people... Say, for example... All right, all right, try this. Try some of these examples out. 
Uh, if right, Boris Johnson, you'd recognise him if he came to your door, wouldn't you? Yes. But George Osborne, if he came to your door, yes. just knocked on your door. I would. What if he's wearing? If he's not wearing the suit, he's not he's wearing the suit. He's wearing a British gas uniform. No, I just think... So you wouldn't, no, notice, um, you wouldn't notice George Osborne, would you? I don't you? know, but I know what you're saying. But I've you seen... don't actually know what he looks like. What yeah. about the film star, Ryan Reynolds? Probably gets £10 million a movie. If Ryan Reynolds knocked on your door and said, I'm from rent kill you wouldn't go, no, you're not, you're Ryan Reynolds out of that film with Sandra Bullock, would you? Have you been failed to be recognised? You seem quite passionate <laughs> I'm about sick of this SHIT! <laughs> I am Aldous Snow from those films, and I'm Arthur from that film. So will you please recognise me when I come in a British gas uniform <laughs> to your sixth form college and demand five female volunteers? <laughs> to get in the fucking van! <laughs> How do you talk about no, but come on, don't you think the game's good? Yes, it's a good game. I just want to ask you one question. Right. When we walked here to this studio yep. through the normal streets of London, right, mm -hmm. you were recognised by a group of little children, yep. loads of people, but you had a thing around your head, right? Yep. Is, there a level, is there a level of disguise? And I know you, you, you did once This isn't a disguise. a disguise. No, I know, but is there a level of disguise that you could... Adopt yeah. where no one would recognise you because I once sent you a link to those rubber masks that look really human. Yeah, but you've got to have real. a rubber mask on your face. How can you enjoy no, no, say, you... a trip to the zoo in a rubber mask? No, I mean like if you or ever anything. wanted to just go out and sort of be not famous. For yeah, a while. but you're wearing a rubber mask. I mean, being famous is a pain in the ass sometimes. But wearing a rubber mask, you can't. Your skin can't breathe. What? Your skin yeah, but, can't breathe. No, but yeah, but if you. I said Matthew. Your skin cop. And I say it again. Um, no, but like as an experiment, you talk about social experiments. Look, I'm pretending I... to listen, but I'm angry with you Why? for not because getting on board with my fame not... item. I'm going to go back to that. But what right, I'm do you is, promise me? If I was as a 100% I pledge, have anxiety every time I left the house. Yeah, right? but that's why you're not designed for it. I'm designed for it. Yeah, I know you're designed for it, but wouldn't you like one day to have a little holiday from it with nope. a rubber face? <laughs> I don't want a rubber face. Look, when they're I not, was, they're very well You know, made. don't you? I was married to the pop star Katy Perry. No. I've heard a rumour. Right. <laughs> well, when that was going on, we used to dress up to go out and about. Yes. As I can Tina Turner. <laughs> now, no, no, what was there that? were you racist undertones to the costume. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what was that? You, used to, you did do that, didn't you? It was to dress up, spectacles and stuff like that. Yeah, did, but was it like really trying to disguise yourself? No, like, yeah, because obviously... Hey guys, who's over here? Wait a second! Oh no, my disguise has fallen off! <laughs> I kissed a me and I liked it, ball bag dinkle, if it isn't some of the best known people! <laughs> no, like, because then you, when you've got girlfriends, you really do want to be unrecognisable, you do want to be normal, you crave being able to just drift around and be your normal self, don't you? Yeah, well, get a rubber mask and you I'm can do it. I'm not going around I in a rubber mask. Do you know what I think? <laughs> How dare you point? I will point. I think you wouldn't do that because you'd think, this is boring. Well, am I really then? I'm just I'm old just rubber mask guy. Oh, rubber face. <laughs> could just see you on, some, like, on the bridge in London pulling it off and going, da da! It's me! <laughs> All along it was me, guys! You see? Stop the traffic! Stop everything! It's me, King Russ, your new mayor! <laughs> Shut down London! I, I'd do it. Those masks are really... They're amazing. They move with your face. I'm going to set It's going to suffocate the skin! You'll get you eczema. You in it no. for a year. You just go out, go What's to the, the London point? Eye How can I have it? a lovely time on the London Eye, per viewing London by night, a twinkling landscape, if I've got a rubber mask on? Who do I look like, anyway, in this rubber mask? Well, one of them... Like, Travolta. Sort of like, well, you can sort of... You can get them... Like... Lenin? 
personalised. You could have, you could choose your eyebrow colour. Why don't I be just like a lady then? And then I could wear like a bra, lady That's mask. That's a different thing. But, <laughs> you know, I'm not against that. You're when very tall I think for a about, lady. I touch myself. You're very tall for a lady, I would say. Not for a tall one. I'm the, per- I'm the perfect type for her. Yeah, go on then. So fame people. Game, right. Fame game, fame right. game. Ding dong. Who's that knocking well, on your door? Who you like. Hold on, I'm trying to. Okay, I'm so trying to build the. Go item. on, go on, build it. Ding dong. Fame game, fame game. Who's that knocking on your door? Would you actually recognise a famous person? Sandra Bullock. Sandra yes, Bullock. Yes, I would. Would you? She's got a funny nose. All right, but she's carrying a mop. Yeah, I just think, well, yeah, Sandra Bullock with a mop. She goes, Sandra. Yeah, Sandra Bullock with a mop. Let me talk I mean, it's you through unlikely, a few. Unlikely, but. Because I don't think you would. I don't think I'd recognise Bullock. Yeah, but you've got a skewed view of things because you know famous people. You've been around famous people. So it wouldn't be that weird if Sandra mm. Bullock came to your door. I, I wouldn't recognise her. Because well, don't you often... Like, there's someone you can sort of think they're a bit famous. That's why famous people are always mistaken for other famous people. Because you don't really know what they look like. You don't really there know. There is a thing where you meet someone famous and you think... Oh, you're much shorter than I thought, and you're, you know, like they look because they're not made up like they are on telly. Yeah, you know, so there is a thing where you go, is that something like they can walk around? But like even the addition of a beanie on a newsreader would completely a beanie on a newsreader, Sissons, but he comes to your door in a beanie. You're not going to go, Sissons. What are you doing in a beanie (laughs) at my door? You're just going to go, sir. How can I help you? Hello, could I have fifty p? And then you just give him it and get him going. No, the voice might alert you to Sissons. This is me, Peter Sissons, at your door in a beanie, asking for 50p. What's going on, how Peter? This, how does this item work? People just imagine something unlikely <laughs> and then say, nah. Whoa, whoa, baby, baby, don't pull the rug from under the item when it's just a newborn fledgling. <laughs> don't pull the rug from under it. Get into the item. And okay. here, quick a... fire round, quick fire round. It's got a list of Boris... names. He's <laughs> it's worked on this. Boris Johnson. Yes, I'd recognise him. Crash hat. Crash hat yes, and sunglasses. Yes, because he wears a crash hat when he rides his bike. Lipstick on. Mm. Ah! <laughs> Ding dong, who's that knocking on your door? Boris Johnson, but he's got lipstick on, so you recognise him, do you? Yes. All right, what about uh, Christian O'Connell, the radio host? Well, yeah. Boiler suit. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> exactly. But I would think you look like Christian O'Connell. What about, not Ed Miliband, because he's got that mad... Sort of crazy paving face, but what about? Has he? Well, it's all the nose. Oh, bless oh I love him. him. I'm having a go. Crazy paving. It's like crazy paving face. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's been smashed and put back together again. Oh, but all right, all right, David Miliband though. You wouldn't recognise David recognize Miliband. Him, no. Ed Balls. You wouldn't recognise Ed no, Balls. William Hague. You'd recognise, right? Yes. And actually, I've seen him wearing a beanie. Sometimes he goes out a bit incognito. Yeah, where's that? I don't that? know why. Where's that? <laughs> or when he wears a baseball cap, looks like he's and on his way it, to yeah. Europe, Disney. Yeah, it does, doesn't he? Looks like he's won a competition. Final trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about Adam Woodyat, a.k.a. Ian Beale? What on the earth is this, A, this list, <laughs> and B, this item? You went to the toilet and came back with these names written on a piece of paper. I don't think you'd even thought of the item. I, this is, you don't think shit like this conjures itself up. <laughs> Would you, Ian Beale? I held, I held. What I got is I got me, People Conan O'Brien, Chris Evans, some of the great ginger TV minds sat around and come up with an item. Yeah, Adam. No, I would wouldn't. you? You wouldn't recognise him even if he straight came to your door in costume as Ian Beale. He looks exhausted these days. <laughs> He's knackered, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> poor sod. Poor Imagine sod. Imagine being in Extenders that I mean, like thirty years. Yeah. 
30 years in a soap opera where the story never ends. They never can't have a end. Final There's no one. escape. They just go, oh, we're all right now. Everyone's happy. <laughs> it's Kafka esque. It's, it's Kafka esque. It's, it's never going to end. There is no learn escape. All those lines. Every week, lines. And it doesn't lead anywhere. What's the point? I feel sorry for Adam, would you? One thing, people die in there and then they come back. How many times have people died in EastEnders and come back? Dirty Den, died, come back. They Nick didn't, Beale, well, didn't die, Nick didn't Cotton, he? died, come back. Yeah. They disappeared, didn't they? Well, then what, Leslie Grantham had to wank himself off the airwaves. It was the only <laughs> way he could escape from the square, was to, he wanked himself to freedom. He did do an internet wank, didn't he? Yeah, it was the only way. It's the only, there's only one way out of Albert Square, Mr Grantham, one way. You wank your way out. <laughs> Graham Lasso, Chelsea and England left back. Ding dong, would you recognise him? No, because I don't know about football. Chris Akabusi. Is this, gonna go? this is not fun to listen to for anyone. <laughs> what? This is rate. What? I don't like that. Chris Akabusi wasn't a hurdler, I thought he was a sprinter. Hurdler, wasn't he? Akabusi? I don't know. Akabusi? Akabusi? This is Chris Akabusi. Would you recognise Matt Yador? This is gold. Uh, yes, I would, because he's got a little funny little coconut-shaped head. He's got a point on his head. You'd recognise that? But what Put if a he's... beanie on it. Or a postman's hat and a postman's <laughs> uniform, and he's got a pen in his mouth, and he's going, oh, would you sign here, Mr Morgan? Well, no, of course I wouldn't. This item doesn't work. It works! It's like I tell a, you what, mate. It's, it's gonna, about context. I tell you what, yes, it's about context. And the context is there's a bloody good item in a podcast. Because next week, you know when your telephone neighbours is died of death, <laughs> people will be saying, ding dong, no looking on your... It. Of course they didn't. Because it was plagiarised off Tintin. Her Jay's inventors of telephone. Right, listen. This leads one to you one. dressing up as a gas man and going knocking on people's doors. Linda Robson. That's my final one. Oh my and God, then I'll drop the items. references are all from the 80s. <laughs> Linda Robson <laughs> and Ian Beale. <laughs> and Chris Akabusi. So what? I think what I'm to... Who am I supposed to do? Cristiano Ronaldo? Paloma I'd recognise him. just mentioned Tiny Temper. What about all your famous friends? I didn't recognise Tiny Temper when I first saw him in the park. Really? That's right. My, I was there. Are you in... sure you met Tiny Temper? <laughs> well, he had to tell <laughs> me. <laughs> and we'd met. He was having. <laughs> <laughs> no, I met Tiny Temper. I'd already had worked with him before. Plus, he's Tiny Temper. And I still didn't recognise him. You're but... really good with faces, I thought. Am I? Well, you're good with... What is it I'm good names. at again? Stealing girlfriends from my mates. That's Seems it. like the main thing I'm good no, at. No, you're good with names because you do that thing in your head, don't you? Mnemonics. Mm, I've memorised you now. You're in the file. How now do you I do that again? What do you say their name three Envisage times? The... Hello, Tiny Temper. How's tiny, tiny Temper, temper today? I, I had a Tiny Temper myself when I <laughs> fought you Chris Eckerman. That's actually no, not to do that, but, but G started G and actually it. G is from the a racial minority where that might be acceptable <laughs> to have done that joke, so hopefully we'll get away from it. I was with Sir there's some kids anyway, my, uh, Minnie and uh, Elsie, uh, Nicola's niece and daughter, and uh, two people. And I, we had face paints that I bought them earlier in the day, and they painted a St George's flag on Tiny Temp. I said, careful, mate, that looked like a hate crime. Hmm. And that's the end of me meeting Tiny Temp <laughs> in a park. Did you have face paints? Uh, no, because why? it's too much like the rubber mask. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tiny little butterfly on, um, my, on my nose. Listen, you don't gild the lily you can't girls. Cover this. this thing, that's the money. That, you, you, you don't, don't buy a Porsche and then cover it in paint. You don't do it, and if you did, you'd be out. Okay, so all right, so there's two new items there, ladies and gentlemen. Don't not like... a new item. I'm, if my Ding. telephone neighbours doesn't work, which is groundbreaking, right? You just might listing people from the eighties in Brussels, but it going, ain't. Uh, there's Lynam. <laughs> there's Lynam in a trilby. 
Uh, does Lionel and he asks you to sign for a package? Would you know him? Uh, sorry. No, I'll, OK, I'll go to a different bus stop. Hello, I'm famous. Uh, do you want to play my game? It's dull. I love it. It's a good game. Yes, I'd recognise Lynham. Unless <laughs> the Trilby would well, frame it. Yeah, it's, it's bonkers. No, you don't like the game. But you, but it does lead to a, a better game where you no. dress up as things and knock Ding on dong. people's doors and record it and go, and... hello, do you, can you sign for this? Do you know who I am? Do you think I look like anyone? Do that. Why don't you do that? It's for very labour-intensive. I've got to go out and about, dressing up. All with my one, all I've got to do is say a bunch of stuff down a radio microphone, collect my cheque, jobs are good un. No, I'd like to see... You in, like, a rubber mask. We should go out, me and you, you wearing a rubber mask, create a character. What's it. his name? Uh, Pete Schnapps. Pete Schnapps? <laughs> Why can't it be Pete Schnapps? I'm the man in the mask, I'm Pete Schnapps. George, George Atasda. I'm George Atasda, I've got needs, you've got needs. You don't even know what that is, do you? It's a type of clothes oh, that you can get that's if, not, if you've... He still knows the price of the milk, doesn't he? <laughs> I am Remember the old people. Right, me and Georgia Tazda are going to go out. All right, all right. When are we doing this? Face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do yeah. it whenever. I don't know. Yeah, in the week. Whenever we I to, drop a banana on the desk, we get a weird ricochet noise. This is the sound of everything being connected by vibration, aka me dropping a banana. Beautiful, no? Yeah, it is actually. Compelling. So that's your second item. Dropping a banana. The banana thing. <laughs> No, look, that's never going to be up there with Ding Dong, Who's That Knocking On Your Door, where people can send in, who do you reckon... Like, how famous can these people get before you'd actually... I reckon Ryan Gosling could knock at my door. I wouldn't know but if... But are you saying, because it's out of context, you mm. just go... Your brain that's will it. go, that's Ryan Gosling, but it can't be, so I won't call I'm just him saying Ryan. that, like, well, I suppose the item was bought... I mean, I suppose if you're asking, how did I come up with this item? <laughs> 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 what it was is my friend said that Orlando Bloom was at her door, and I goes, and she would... Well, actually, it came from me being angry that Orlando Bloom was at her door, firstly, because I thought, what's he doing there? And secondly, she was impressed. So anger is at the root right. of the item. Like any great item, it's genesis, it's, it's <laughs> anger and jealousy. <laughs> but, like, then I... Like, so I said initially, quite, uh, quite perniciously... I wouldn't recognise Orlando Bloom if he came to my door. Right? Right. And then I thought about it a bit longer, and I thought, it's probably people could get quite famous before you'd start recognising them if they were at your door, just because you wouldn't expect people to be at your door. So, like... That's where I come up with that new item, basically, pal. Who, yeah, come on, you know, like, in the years that we've been off the radio, you must have dealt with some... You must have some good stories about nope. famous people. Come on. <laughs> Tom Cruise. I have got a good Tom Cruise one, actually. I was in the car with Tom Cruise. That's it. <laughs> no, 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 I've got a good one about Tom Cruise. I was with, I've done a film with Tom Cruise. He's ever so nice. You've got in the same car as him. Yeah, because we became pals. I went round his Tom Cruise house. I was there with his Tom Cruise kids. And, like, the <laughs> little one, little Cruise, the little girl. Yeah. She was running around. And I was like, uh, you know, like, I'm good with kids. You know Siri, that. Siri, something. Yeah, I, do, I had to apologise. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like she was running around on a sofa. And I started to commentate on her running around the sofa. I was going, oh, and that's a magnificent. She was jumping over the back of the sofa. Oh, and that's just incredible. And the crowd goes wild. She started to get into it. And then I had to keep that going for a bit too long. And it was knackering. Yeah. Then me and Tom Cruise went off, I think, to see a gig. Because I was married then. I don't know if I've mentioned it to... Yeah. Remember? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we went to see that, and I was in the back of a car with Tom Cruise, and his wife 
Katie, Katie Holmes, uh, and uh, and, uh, and, to- and I was like, we were talking about comedy in the back of the car with Tom right. Cruise, and, uh, and he goes like, we we're talking about this film we were doing together called Rock of Ages, and Tom Cruise goes, uh, he goes, he goes, when I was doing Jerry Maguire, you know, the guy, the thing about the guy was, you know, like he was constantly dogged by frustration. Help me, help you, like that, and he did the thing, and I thought, oh wow, I'm in the back of a car, and Tom Cruise is doing that thing, and I'd like looked around to everyone else to see if they was impressed, but they was all just looking at their phones because what they were Tom Cruise's wife or kid or whatever. He bought me a yoga so he mat. Must, he's an amazing actor because he's done so much stuff. He's brilliant, isn't he, Tom Cruise, and he's so kind. Like he's really like it was my birthday while we were making that film, and like on the birthday, he signed me up to his religion. (laughs) All I have to do, all I have to do, is is believe that space is made out of I think it's numbers. (laughs) (laughs) No, like like, all that. They didn't want me in their religion. (laughs) (laughs) That is damning. Because they're expansionists. I know someone very... Well, I don't know him, but I spoke to, after the uh, Q Awards, right, where I was with Noel, spoke to one of the most famous musicians on the planet. Chris Martin. No. Yeah. Right. I can't tell this now that we said it. All right, but perhaps it wasn't. All right, it wasn't. Brilliant. Carry on. And he told me that he was invited to a Scientology thing, right? And he said, uh, on the way there, the cab driver, where are we going there? And he went, oh, I'll just go into this thing. And he went, oh, right, well, do you know anything about these people? They're weird, aren't they? And sort of fished him for, conf- you know, like, sort of information. And was uh-huh. saying to him, um, oh, God, you don't want to go in there. I've heard some bad things about you. heard anything bad about them? And, like, did all this stuff, right? And quite quickly thought, hello, this, I'm being recorded. This is, you know, this is part of it. And so he said he had a nice day there. And then at the end of it, just went, oh, no, thanks. Bye. Once I was uh, hosting SNL as the host, starring Russell. And while I was there, what happened was, is, uh, like, I was making some... See, this is what we should be talking about. You're in a car with Tom Cruise, you hosted SNL. Yeah. And you're talking about Ian Beale at a door. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell have we been wasting our time? (laughs) All right, well, you didn't quiz me, did you? Why don't you prepare? I'm doing this as a... From now on, this podcast has been an interview. No way, baby. grilling. That's Listen, interesting. as long as you're making Lego tables, this is a two-way street we're on. <laughs> Come on. On SNL, one of the... <clears throat> everyone was talking, started talking about Scientology and that. And the floor, like, and people were sort of being, you know, making jokes about it. And then the floor manager lady went, uh, sorry, are you a Scientologist? To one of the principal cast members of SNL. Mm. And she went, no. And uh, someone went, going, well... Well, maybe don't talk about things if you don't know much about it. Because right. I happen to be a Scientologist, and some people take it quite seriously. And it was like, and it was weird because it was a floor manager having a go at talent, which is like yeah, yeah. not the that's the wrong way of hierarchies in telly. Well, you don't know what hierarchy she's on, what level she's. She could be clear. She could be like in which in Scientology is as good as it gets, baby. Well, so you, they they didn't want you. What did you ask to join? Or? What I done was I just would mooch around looking a bit down in the dumps by Tom Cruise's trailer, and sometimes it was like when we were doing a scene, I go, "Oh, Tom, only there was a system, system for all these feelings and thoughts <laughs> I have." And sometimes I wonder, what's the point, Tom? Is there a God? Isn't there? Is there some way of analysing uh, this data? Probably not. Bye, <laughs> Tom. Come back, Tom. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> I do massage. He <laughs> was not interested. He couldn't give a monkey really? about Didn't... trying to sign me up. Because um, yeah, I was that, gutted. That's part of their like, uh, like they even thought from I was a troublemaker. The beginning, probably. they wanted to try and get like there was a list drawn up by L. Ron Hubbard of people they wanted to get because they thought if you can get a celebrity or someone yeah. famous, it's a good you get thousands I'm of people. Pissed off about that. Why don't we start our own religion? Yeah, all right. I'm Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> back to Jesus! Back okay, to Jesus! So, so uh, what happened with Tom Cruise? Is that the end of the Tom Cruise thing? That's pretty cool. There was another time with me and old Cruiser, as I call him, uh, where there was a monkey in the film, a baboon. I didn't like it. You know me, I love an animal, but when mm. it comes to the crunch, I hate them. <laughs> there was a baboon on the set. Here's some facts. The baboon had its own girlfriends, bought in for it to have it off with. It had a nappy. What, an- what baboons? No, it's Hollywood, I, baby. I thought you would assume that it's not going to have sex outside its species. Well, They're not going to go as the boom. Here's Latoya Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? That's Simpleton, we go. He had his own girlfriend's built in. <laughs> That's what it was to the baboon. His I'll... own girlfriend. Yeah, and as soon as you saw that he fancied one of them, I bet you fucked a baboon. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Chico. She's absolutely gorgeous. Chico, Tom, don't look at me. Me and your religion. Nothing. I need a way out of this, Tom. This it's... is a boy orangutan. I got the wrong one. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I'm never getting that banana back. <laughs> well, like, there were, he had two or three birds, the, the baboon, in its trailer. Well, that's even worse. Now I don't know if they birds or monkeys. Monkeys, baboon birds. Right. It had a nappy gaffer taped to it. <sighs> Where's the dignity in that? Yeah, no dignity. I had to do a scene with it, and Tom Cruise Tom Cruise had it as his pet in the film, right? Yeah. It was his idea. Because, say, Tom Cruise, like, you know, goes, hey, do you know what to be good? Let's have a baboon in the I movie. I watched that film, and you should have been playing his part. Brilliant. I should have, shouldn't I? It was I, like I, Jim I said Morrison, that to Tom. Like the, you, you know, you can play a rock star like the best of them, can't you? I said, Tom, if you need a rock star playing, come on, Russ. Get out of the way. But uh, Tom, Tom insisted, I need a comedy comedy partner in this movie. And you were going, oh, Tom, oh, Tom. Oh, nope, the baboon. The baboon. <laughs> like, he was he... talking about you, but... <laughs> He's just, he calls me that. It's affectionate. <laughs> and like, um... He goes, I want a baboon, right? The baboon weren't in the script in the first place. I don't place. like the word baboon and the way we have to keep saying it. <laughs> it's in the story a lot, baboon, isn't it? It's like an idiot trying to say balloon. <laughs> <laughs> you burst found baboon. Here, <laughs> <laughs> you free my birthday by bursting my baboon. <laughs> Merry Christmas for next year. So, like, um, yeah. like So he goes, it would be good if there was a baboon in this movie, wouldn't it? Right, so yeah. we've already got Russell Brad. He goes, all right, two baboons. So then they got the baboon. Then the baboon was in scenes that Tom Cruise weren't even in. He was off at home or something. And I had to be in a scene with a baboon. Vicious-looking thing, it was. was. It? Yeah. I was looking at it. I weren't, There were scenes in that film, Rock of Ages. Now, as you know, my my performance in that, particularly its Birmingham accent, <laughs> has gone down in folklore <laughs> as one of the great bits of character acting in history. However... The American parts of my family like that film. Do they? Yeah. See? Acting by me. Now, what I will let you in on a little secret, there's scenes, when I watched it back, I remember watching those scenes, there was bits where I weren't even thinking that I was in a film while they were filming it. Like, so someone would go, action, and then something would happen, then they'd go, cut, and I was thinking, wow, I weren't even thinking about films then, I was just standing there, nothing was happening in my brain or anything. I wonder why you're not in films now, then. Isn't it strange? Because I... What do you mean? What you th- yeah, but they do it so many times, you probably just... I was just thinking about other stuff. You live in the moment. I think like, that's hard for you to be in a film, because, like, it's filming boring. anything, even the things I've done, which are smaller, obviously, scale than a Hollywood movie, mm. the amount of takes oh. and retakes and different angles and stuff, it's... One time that little baboon jumped down. He was scuttled across the floor. He looked like he was going to go for someone. And I thought, if you had, a, if you had to have a fight with it, it I bet it's quite hard. A mm. baboon and vicious little vicious you like fangs. Hollywood film diaries. <laughs> that baboon <laughs> was a prick. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tom Cruise. I went round his house. 
Again? Yeah. Are you getting bored? No, I'm you not. Started I'm just this. trying to pick a thread through this, right? Right. The baboon thing. Yeah. Your, your sort of attitude to the baboon's funny. <laughs> well, because he was undermined. I, I just didn't think he should have been there. Would it, don't they shoot the baboon? Like, isn't the baboon in for a minute and then they get rid of him and then you just have an eye line? He was there too much. Was he? he? Was there, they, should have, they could have reduced his hours radically and just left me with Alec Baldwin. What's the sort of ratio of a day of like actually filming? And Fuck all. Really? Most of the time yeah. you stood around worrying about a baboon and then there's a bit where you're pretending to be boyfriends with Alec Baldwin, which was my favourite bit. Because yeah. I love Alec Baldwin. He's, he's nice. He's quite like sort of liberal and forward thinking. He's cool. He's funny. He tells really good, st- like he tells good stories and that. And he's sort of wistful. And he? Yeah, yeah. I, I What's hang the vibe him up. when you're in the film like that? Do you ever like go over his train? Hey, come over. Yeah. What's it look work like? There's a really funny bit where like my mum was there. We was filming it in Miami, and my mum come see me. And, like, Baldwin, he's wearing these jeans and big boots and he's all intense and, like, he didn't really want to be in the film, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a wig on and that. And he's like, oh, hello, Russell. And, like, there's a bit where, like, uh, we talked to him about films and stuff and he just marched in the trailer. I was sat with my mum and he bought... And it, earlier on, he talked about this, the, the Kubrick film... Uh, Barry Lyndon and, oh, yeah. and how beautiful the duel scene in Barry Lyndon was. He said, you must watch this scene. It's fantastic. And then he came over at the tray. I was in with my mum and then there was a knock on the door. Well, now hold on, it's more like this. He's really bringing this to life. Right, that's... Yeah. Uh, hold on, who the hell's that? It's Baldwin. He comes in and goes, Russell, look at this scene. And he placed the laptop down and put on the scene from Barry Lyndon, right? And then he just fucked off and left me with my mum. It's seven minutes long, that scene. I had to just... Me and my mum were sat Where on our he? own. Outside He'd gone. smoking. He'd just gone off. I that don't even know. That scene will be over in a minute. It's too minds blown. <laughs> and me and my mum, it's a bit like about halfway through. And my mum goes... Oh, do we have to keep watching it? <laughs> <laughs> shut up! Shut up, mother! This is Baldwin! Yeah, oh, so it's, we were trapped listen. in a trailer. Did you then... Like, did you get a laptop then? Uh, I did kept that laptop. No, I kept to AR. Thanks for that. I learned a lot. Thanks, Mr Baldwin. Aww. Just be polite like he's a teacher. So what, you... So there is a sort of camaraderie? I've become friends with him. I've seen Baldwin a couple of times. He's one of the few people I've maintained a friendship with post-films because there's a carnival atmosphere on a film set, isn't it? Like, people become friendly, but it's mm. not... It's not like a proper friendship where you can bother people in the dead of night for years later. Yeah, so when with Tom Cruise, that's all sort of dried up. It's all dried up now. I mean, it hurt for a while. <laughs> <laughs> do a jingle, do a jingle. Oh, shit, all right. No, that's one of the things I said to Tom. Excellent jingle there. Some children were involved in that and it's created a fantastic oh, atmosphere. One of these. I like one of these. Russ, Matt, G, audio Excellent, that's good. Now, why don't we use some of these again and again to provide a consistent branded entity for the show? Well, yeah, but then people stop sending them in, won't they? All right, keep sending them in, though, to us. Oh. There, that's how I sing. That's my voice. This is good. Hang about. This girl's got rhythm. I like that. I love her. Like Who is it? Cat Power. Well, it's not Cat Power. It's, Who is that? Uh, what was that, number five? Could love me? Hail Mary, that's come from. Hail. The mother of Jesus. Bring her in. Bring her in like we did in the old days. Competition winners in the BBC. <laughs> Don't mind if I bloody well did. And all the winners were female. Interesting that the competition winners are always <laughs> female. And to get your prize, come this way to the disabled toilet. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, that's not good on a licensed payer's 
Tommy. They were all of a certain age. Because <laughs> you, you can't tell from the name, could you? Well, you couldn't. And then sometimes 60-year-old women would turn up. All right. Oh, he was a plucky fellow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we started too often. Come here, ducks. I bet you learn some moves in your time. Come on, get in that bog. Well, it's quite handy, the, uh, the bar in here. <laughs> Lean on that. There you go. No, loosen your grip. Loosen your grip. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Taps. <laughs> it's a prize. <laughs> Here comes an email by... Uh, no, this is a story out of a news. Redditch head teacher barred over cubicle voyeurism. A former head teacher who admitted watching a woman changing in a leisure centre cubicle has been barred from teaching indefinitely. But what they're basically saying is they can't see a time when he'll come back to teaching. Yeah. A professional conduct panel has recommended an indefinite prohibition order against David Doubtfire. Of because that's a real name. How can you be called David like Doubtfire? I mean, it's brilliant, isn't it? Doubtfire. It's an name. amazing thing, because fire is so, like, full of itself, and doubt isn't. It's an oxymoron in one name, isn't mm, it? Yeah. Ooh, is that a... Fire, here come fire! Oh, no, I don't think we should doubt do it. fire. Ooh. Yeah, it's a sort of peculiar conundrum in a single word. David Doubtfire of Bidford-on-Avon, Warwickshire, has been convicted of voyeurism and put on the sex offenders register in June. Horrible to be on that register, I would have thought. Terrible for your morale. Well... I mean, you can get on there. I'm surprised that voyeurism gets you on there, but I suppose it's wrong. Seems like there should be some subcategories on the register. Is yeah. it like you're on the register and everyone's mingled in? Pedos, more aggressive violent well, sex I don't crimes. Know if it's rated or graded. I don't know. It's just the register. It should be, but then I suppose if you're on it, then you'd have to declare that to a employer, right? Yeah. You'd want to go, but it was only for peeping under a under a <laughs> cubicle. <laughs> I feel for this guy. I don't. The panel said the offence was sexual misconduct, was in, which was incompatible with being a teacher. Not at some schools. This was spot Seems to on. get you the job when I was a kid. Doubtfire fell over. Check this. Doubtfire fell over in a changing room cubicle at Evesham Leisure Centre in July and made no attempt to get up, the panel said. <laughs> like the opposite of Chumbawamba. I yeah. get knocked down, then I just stay there. Peeping under the door for Maybe a few his hours. Spirit was so broken by the fall. He just thought, you know what? Uh, oh, hello, love. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for you, Doubtfire. Oh, oh, that's a nice <laughs> pair of chat. You got a ladder in them, darling. Uh, it said the uh, panel that his head landed slightly undering the neighbouring changing cubicle, and he looked at a woman who was getting changed until she noticed him. That would be odd if you were mm. a woman and you're changing in a cubicle and then you look down and there's a head at floor level. Which well, sounds like she didn't side, notice him presumably. at first. So he laid there until she noticed him. That sounds like he sort of went, ooh, I better, better wait and say hello. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly he didn't fly. Who falls over in a cubicle? It's not much room to fall over, Matt, is there? You'd have to, you'd have to engineer that, unless you're in a family How changing could you one. Topple? You'd hit the side. Yeah. You'd hit the side on the way she down. She would have heard a big... Brr, 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 and then her head would have appeared. Gone, oh, sorry, I fell over. It sounded like the end of EastEnders. <laughs> on yeah, exactly. the way down. Exactly. And then there's a head on the floor, a melon head peeping sideways under a cubicle. mirror. Right. That's what I do. Use a, a periscope of some description. Or a mirror. It would probably break the voyeuristic thrill to be looking down a periscope. I don't think I could enjoy voyeurism as much while looking down a tube. Yeah, no. But, but you think a mirror would work? Well, I guess he's... I don't like things reflected and reflected. Reflected. No. I like genuine reality, not some version of it. So if I was voyeuring under a... Just stick your head under there. I mean, voyeurism, it's a real thrill, isn't it? I mean, if you accidentally get a bit, see someone yeah, in a window see, or whatever. Yeah, when it's sometimes That's on a train, you can see in people's... Bras. 
No, bathroom. So as oh. the train goes past their house. <laughs> yeah, bathroom, bra, bra, bathroom, bra, bra, bra. But this guy's that's clearly just a childish lie. As a headmaster, he must have heard a lot of those childish sort of lies. lies. You expect me I to fell be over and then my head went under and I was just about to get up and then she noticed me. It's just like a lie. And then some sticky stuff coming. I wrote a letter to God down the front of my pants in white ink. OK, boy. I felt really confused and then yoghurt came out of my willy. <laughs> what better way to end a professional broadcaster by two men of some decade and a half experience working together than the sentence, yoghurt came out of my willy. Now, to summarise what we're going to laughingly call a podcast, <laughs> it's Mr G, Poet Laureate of the show. Ah, oh, the best contributor should get the thing. I Tom think Cruise. Tom, this is wicked. It's like, no, why don't we give it to the guy that tracked down Serafina? Oh, yeah. So, that will you send the poem to the person, Dan? Can we Brilliant. get her or her dad in here? Can we get Sam? Um, can you also get in touch with them, Dan? That's now that's going to require some sleuthing. Maybe, Maybe the get, dad because... get David Doubtfire. He's a committed man. When he wants to see something, get when the dad. He's doing for a job now. Let's find this man. Let's find him. Let's track him down. And let's say we want advice from him. And there's never been any problems between us and using elderly people. On the airwaves. It's always been problem free. Mr. G, why don't you summarise this as best you can? Okay, best I can. Uh, this poem's called Falling Down. Build me a table, construct me a fable, to burst our inner baboon if it's willing and able. Project the whiniest voice, sell the tiniest toys, but don't play that little game that would ever deny you your choice. But some guess the line of separation between coherence and foundation, where our inner belief emanates from, may not need qualification. So let fate describe your way, and your mates define your fame. As long as you're celebrated by those who you love, there'll be no need for the rubber face. Woo! There you go. It's been summarised. That poem is coming to you. That's Mr. Tom Cruise, Hollywood, <laughs> Los Angeles. No, well, that you broke... do the rubber face thing. If I, if you get it, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, that'd be nice. Me and you go out for a day. I know I'm not famous no go more. Go to a fair or something, get pictures of his. That's on the Dodgems. What we'll was be his recorded. name? Georgia Tazda. I liked my name. What was my name? Snaps. Russell Brand? Pete Snaps. Pete Snaps. <laughs> okay. I want to be Pete Snaps. Or I can be Georgia Tazda. I apologise to the listeners for him eating a banana. It's actually Matthew's winking well. I fell down. I got a big gob full of gubbins. <laughs> <laughs> to you by 